Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games and as always I am Christian and I'm Chris and thank you guys so much for joining us again on this exciting journey through video games and guess what it is October everyone so that means it is time for a spooky month. Ooh, the spooks, the thrills. I'm loving it, actually. I mean, I'm getting caught up in some <laughs> pumpkin carving contest shows that I absolutely love and adore. I know it's not spooky, but <laughs> it's just fun to get into the, the season. <laughs> and, you know, like, obviously catching up on some fantastic horror movies, some classics. You know, you always got to throw in the original Halloween to the mix because it's such a great movie. Probably one of the best ones out there. But some other movies that people might be, you know, determining as classics when it comes to Spooky Month are some things like uh, Blair Witch Project, right? Some of those found footage movies that have become synonymous of the horror industry. They are huge now as far as horror movies go, and it just adds that whole extra level of fear whenever it really feels like you're watching it through the viewpoint of someone else. Now, that of course is movies, but what about <laughs> video games? Horror video games have definitely evolved a lot over the years. They have changed so much. And we now have a collection of found footage horror games that will just scare the shit out of you, <laughs> honestly. And <laughs> what I love about these games is a lot of them that are considered some of the best or the top are actually super, super short. So it feels like a kind of like an art like a art project almost, right? Where some mm -hmm. of them, one of them that we're going to be talking about is only five minutes, but it is enough to make it to the top of the list of one of the best found footage horror games. But before we dive into these games, I, I really am curious, how do you usually kick off Spooky Month? What is your like go-to thing for Halloween? I mean, it's October, so come on. Good question. I haven't been to the pumpkin patch yet. I'm going tomorrow to get my pumpkin. But nice. um, I usually start off with movies. I always try to tell myself I'm going to start the 1st of October off with a game. I did. And then I just, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to go back to it. And then I started playing another spooky game that I've been more interested in. And uh, I've been mostly just watching spooky movies. I was able to get a 30-day free trial for Shudder. Nice. Um, checking that out there's some good shit on it you know like checking out the new vhs movie Ooh, how's that it's better than the last one i'll put it that way i know the last one was kind of crappy but this one the first one is interesting great. then after that they got weird <laughs> this one like it's weird there's definitely i'll just say man meets machine part that's just Okay. grossly fascinating and i secretly like it is it but, like um, tetsuo the blue the bullet man yeah it actually okay. is a lot like that okay okay cool um i think it's good it's not bad um i will say for found footage movies if anyone out there has not seen this i think it's probably one of the best found footage movies i'm gonna butcher this ganjim the haunted asylum it's a korean movie hmm um definitely a movie that freaked me out 
I think it almost feels like one of the more realistic found footage movies. Is um, that the one with the like the they're like ghost hunters and they go into yes. it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that they're yet. Like but I saw the influencers. Trailer. Yeah. That looks I I highly recommend it. Um so my bar for spooky is is pretty high. You know, I it's weird because I know last year I tried to get in the spooky season and it just it came went so fast that this year I'm like trying to do it right. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean for games this month, I started out with Resident Evil 7 and then I got into a game that's on this topic at last. Um that's a solid game. It's interesting. Um I'm a person that loves a horror game where you can fight back, you know, thinking of Condemned. I love those games. Mm. This game has an atmosphere of Condemned, in my opinion, for some reason. Maybe it's the colorway, but I hate that you can't fight back. But yeah, this game is so I, cool. Yeah. I feel like it's like Condemned it, meets Resident Evil. Like, it, it gives off Resident Evil vibes, almost. It does. And... It's very interesting. You know, I, I know I'm late to this. I know everyone who's in the horror has basically played this game since it's usually up there on the top list. But I like it so far. Uh, I would say I'm maybe like two hours in. I know it's a okay. short game, but um, I'm digging it. It's cool. It's different. You know, I obviously the the parts where it's dark and you use the light it is kind of scary but um and keep running I like battery <laughs> surprisingly i'm doing fine on my batteries i only have to replace it like twice um, okay but still it's just like ugh, it's kind of unsettling you know because they can't see you in the dark but sometimes you don't know if where you're crouching is completely dark or not mm-hmm. and then boom you get hit with a bat you know it's it's a cool game. I, I think the idea is very original. You know, it's it's not exactly found footage. You know, you're making the footage. Um, and it's interesting because it's like you don't have to use your recorder unless it's dark. You know, you can just never use your camera. But I'm a person that kind of makes it feel realistic where I'm walking around with my camera all the time. Mm-hmm. Since your battery only gets used up with light. Um. It's a cool game. You know, you're for people that don't know, you're an investigator uh, going to this asylum to see what happened. You know, there was crazy stories of some insane practices and stuff that happened. And I can say it is pretty crazy. You know, it's it's definitely supernatural. Um, it's a cool game. You know, I can see why people put it in high regard uh, for the indie world. I know the indie scene has been a lot better with horror games, maybe the past, oh my God, almost decade at this point. I feel like, like, I feel like after, you know, the, the 2010s indie games really took off with this, um, genre completely. But, uh, yeah, I I know LS2 I've heard is pretty interesting too. I, I got the, the bundle for it so i'm kind of excited to play through both of them but have you played it yeah they're both great games you know and i don't really remember the story of outlast 2 too much because it's been a while since i played it i just remember Mm -hmm. getting like the shit scared out of me but it is more like gamey 
right? Like Outlast, the mm-hmm. first one, it, it is a very much like explore and hide and hide a lot <laughs> and not really do much, right? Uh, but I feel like the second one introduced a little bit more game feel to it. Uh, the stories in those ones are actually very interesting. And I would say out of all the games on the list that we're going to be talking about today, these are the most video game e, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a bad thing. It's not a knock against them. It just makes it feel more uh, welcoming and more inviting to a normal gamer. And I think that's why these ones end up a lot in the top list whenever it comes to not just found footage horror games, but just horror games in general, because they are the most gamified. They are the most uh, uh, approachable as far as these horror games go, because they are scary, but they're not too, too scary. Like you feel like you have your little security blankets with the actual camera and the flashlight. So you can kind of get around a little bit. There's plenty of hiding spots if you're paying attention. So that is pretty cool. But I think one of the biggest things that I loved about these games was the audio cues. Like when you're hiding and listening Mm. for footsteps and all that, like I know that's a big proponent in a lot of video games now, but I feel like this was the first time where I was really like, shit where's my headphones like i need to know where they are are they on the right side of me or on the left side i can't see out of this goddamn locker like <laughs> i can't i don't know what the hell is going on where am i going and then as soon as you don't hear anything for a second you pop out and boom you get whacked over the head it's like shit <laughs> but it was it was a really fun experience um and they're they're fantastic so I feel like this game reminds me of that movie Grave Encounters, at least the second one, you know, because it's all green and they're in an Mm, asylum. And it's just the freaky creatures from that movie look like the ones in this game. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm here for it. Like, I I dig it. It's cool. I it's fun. I'm excited to hear what you think of when we play through it all. Yeah. I I'm slowly chipping away. I need little breaks in between it because I there's there's too many horror games I want to play right now. But I guess I should just sit down and finish one. But it is um, really hard to sit down and just play through a horror game, though, right? Like I feel like I always end up needing a break. <laughs> like even whenever I played Dead Space for the first time, I was like, okay, I need to I, I need to stop. Like I'm I'm good after a couple hours. I just need a mental break. I need to go watch something stupid. Like, I'm not scared, but like your heart is just at constantly at that high point. So there isn't really much for like the ebb and flow of these kind of games. That's why mm-hmm. I think I like Outlast the most, because I was able to play that one longer. There, There's extreme highs, but there's moments where you're walking from one area to the other one to bring your heart rate back down so that you can keep playing. Because otherwise it would just be too intense the entire time. You get exhausted and you just don't really want to continue playing it. And then it becomes kind of an endeavor to go back to it. And I feel like that's one of the big things about a lot of these horror games. And they can take a note from Shadow of the Colossus, right? Where they actually did studies of the ebb and flow of the heart rate and how to properly handle that to keep people in. I think that's so important because even Mm -hmm. in a low point in a horror game, it's still very intense because you never know what's going to come out and get you. But if you throw in things that Outlast does, I think especially Outlast 2 did this a lot, but like bits of narrative while you're walking from one area to the other to kind of give the player a cue like, hey, breathe. Like, this is an okay moment right now. Shit's about to hit the fan, but you got a couple seconds to calm down again and then get back into it. 
So I think that is a nice aspect and a good thing to think about. I don't know if that is something they thought about while designing it, but it did come through through the game itself at least. And I think that's an important thing to take when designing these style of games in the future. If anybody's listening out there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as like I said, this is definitely one of the most gamey ones. I kind of want to jump into probably one of the most artsy ones. And I, I, you did mention that over the last past maybe like 10 years, a lot of horror games have definitely been blossoming in the indie market specifically. And I think that has to do a lot with how we view games now. It doesn't have to be a long 10, 15, 20 hour endeavor to tell your story. You don't have to collect things and find bits of lore and scraps of notebook and journals and collect health potions and all that random stuff to make a horror game anymore. You can just use it to tell a very quick story. So speaking of a super quick story, what about September 1999? So September 1999 is a classic found footage horror game. It's very, very intense. And it leaves the player wondering, what the hell is actually going on here? Because you're seeing it through the footage of, like, as you're walking around in these little rooms at this house, it looks like it is as if you're walking around with the camera, right? So, like, you're actually filming with what's happening. And throughout the game, it does some big jump cuts to certain scenes. And in those scenes, things are starting to change around you. Like, a lamp might be knocked off the table. More alcohol bottles might be showing up around the floor. And then there's some mysterious bloodstains that keep popping up every once in a while. And then eventually some body parts start piling up in the corner of the room. Now, the whole time you're playing this, (laughs) you're wondering, am I doing this? Is this me? Or am I trapped in a house with some murderous killer and I am next? Right. I like the fact that it never really gives you a clear indication of what the hell is actually going on. And I think the kicker behind this and what makes it even more fascinating as a game is the time or the length of it. It's only five and a half minutes long. <laughs> like it is in the, probably the short one of the shortest games I've ever heard of. Five and a half minutes. And yet it is it's known as a truly terrifying experience. So to really get into someone's psyche in just five minutes in a video game, that's incredibly impressive. And it leaves people questioning and asking questions and thinking about things after that playthrough and wanting to know more. So, I mean, kudos to the makers of this because that's pretty fantastic. And that's a that's definitely a challenge to accomplish. Like, I feel like the in the amount of time that I have talked about this game, you could have beaten this game <laughs> and fight <laughs> through it. So it's kind of a weird thing to really talk about. And it's weird to really put it up on, I would say, on a pretty high pedestal as far as found footage horror games go. But it does something so well, so quickly. And it's just the vibe, the feeling. And it there's no jump scares. There's nothing like that. There's no monsters, no supernatural. But it just evokes this feeling of like claustrophobia because you can't get out. And then the feeling of questioning what the hell is actually going on because of the jumps that are happening. So it's, it is very, very clever design. And 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. I, what's your take on 1999? So I didn't really know this game existed uh, until today, actually. I was kind of looking around, trying to find something unsettling, uh, especially in like the whole realm of like Ichio kind of indie horror titles, because uh, I feel like there's a lot of good ones on there. But uh, I saw this game, and... I was interested in it. So, I, you know, I looked on YouTube and I saw a full playthrough, five minutes. I'm like, really? <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I'll watch it all then, you know? So I watched it. And, you know, I mean, granted, playing it can be a little different, but just watching it, it obviously felt even more like found footage. You know, it literally looked like, you know, someone else was doing it. Um, I think the reason why that game made me feel very unsettled was because it was just silent. Yeah. You know, all you hear is the little sounds like here and there in the background. And obviously there's a buildup. But for me, if there's one thing that freaks me out is silence. Not that there's something about to jump at me, but more so just I don't like silence. Like at night. I hate sleeping in silence. Mm-hmm. It it bothers me. I need noise of some sort. Um, I don't know why. I used to feel like I heard ringing in my ears. I don't think I do, honestly. It's more so just like I don't like hearing sounds at night. Like, say, when I moved in to where I moved in now, you know, downstairs at night, I would hear the ice machine. And the first time I didn't know it was the ice machine from the fridge. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I heard a thump down there. Like I've never been a person that's lived in a place, you know, there's two floors and I don't like having the downstairs like out of my view because mm-hmm. I'm always afraid someone's going to just break in. So for me, the silence and unknown scares me. And I feel like this game does that very well, even though it feels just like a short film it feels so perfect in that regard. And honestly, I'm really surprised. Even though it's short, you don't really see it mentioned everywhere. You know, like it's it's there if you look for it, but it's not more known, mm-hmm. which is sad because I think it did a very good job compared to a lot of other horror games. Yeah, I, I think it's the time that kind of hurts it a little bit because people don't consider it a video game. Which I think is bull. Like anything that you're, I mean, the definition of a video game is an interactable electronic device. That's it. That that's a video game. So guess what? I mean, it's also free. Yeah, there's that too. That does help. <laughs> so I mean, I would definitely recommend checking this one out because it is it's a it's definitely a treat, and I think it will help broaden the horizon or the mindset of a lot of gamers as to what games can be and what they maybe should be like it is a way to deliver an experience very quickly and they do this very very well it reminded me of watching like a horror short film 
where it just it cuts out mm-hmm. all the bull and it just goes right into like here it is right and like the of course after the short film you're like i don't know what i just watched <laughs> i don't know what's going on but i don't feel good i feel very unsettled and uncomfortable and that's exactly what this does and it does it very very well so kudos and hats off to september 99 well done now let dial it back a little bit but i was trying to look for what was the first game to kind of do this found footage uh, idea and it it's interesting because i don't really know if you want to call it found footage i mean i guess it is but you're you're like a reporter you know recording like live mm-hmm. but uh there was this game that wasn't released in the u.s it was europe and japan only or asian only uh, michigan report from hell uh, for the ps2 very expensive game if you try to buy it now i highly recommend other means of playing it because while it is a very cool game i don't think it is worth 500 dollars. um (laughs) it's it's interesting uh for people that know suda 51 games he worked on it i wouldn't say it's like his pet project like say no more heroes stuff like that this is more like he helped on it but it has his style of kind of humor thrown in there um Mm -hmm. not as wacky but it is wacky and i don't think a lot of people realize that that he did work on that otherwise it'd be probably even more popular but it's a very interesting game um i have played a little bit in the past when i first found out about it i i have this thing where if it didn't come out in the u.s i always want to at least try the game Mm -hmm. um so i tried this a while ago and it was interesting i i think it's worth a play you know it's short um it's goofy and uh, this is kind of cool you know it, it basically you are a cameraman with your reporter and sound tech and you know there's a weird contagion going around the world that turns people into mutations and freaky stuff um but it, it you it's behind the lens of the camera, you know? And of course, like there's always like images of you later showing like it was like a found like video of you reporting. But oh, that was a very interesting game. You know, it was uh interesting for the time, because that was two thousand five, which I don't think there were really any other games before that trying to go for that recording look to it. Um, no, I don't think that was a very popular thing and indies weren't booming the way they are now. So, yeah, we didn't even really see indies till the PS3 era. So it was, it was interesting. It was very different. Um, and to me, I, I like to think about a lot of games that do camera footage that might not be per se found, but look like. They're from, you know, a VHS recording. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone knows Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm -hmm. I remember when that game came out and I thought it was kind of cool because it was so weird. It was different. And then it became saturated. It became annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I never really watched any big YouTuber at the time. Never. I never got into PewDiePie. I never got into Markiplier. None of them. Uh, I don't like screaming so YouTubers. Sorry. 
<laughs> that's the thing. I yeah, I I don't like that. I mean, Markiplier is kind of cool. He's calmed down nowadays. A lot. Yeah, he, he he's grown up. He he seems like a nice guy, but uh, I kind of avoided that whole YouTube jump scare horror thing that was going on for years you know where every big youtuber did that where they had to play some spooky game and get freaked out Mm -hmm. um and that was the big reason why i never really got into five nights at freddy's was because of that but that game i remember when it first came out freaked me out i mean it is kind of a scary idea you know you hear the sounds it's very it's a very basic game you know there's not much to it at all you're basically in your little camera room looking at footage and interesting concept i think it does that whole camera view thing kind of perfectly um i don't really think any of the more modern ones are good because uh, i kind of followed them because i've always thought they were interesting yeah they but, went really weird with it especially the last one was like security break or whatever yeah it went to like a full adventure game i don't know it's very different I don't like it. I kind of want to try the VR. I feel like that'd be frightening, but uh, I think that would be a whole new way of experiencing it. Yeah, that'd be a lot scarier. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I might might have to try and do that because I just it sounds like a fun time to scare the piss out of myself. Uh, (laughs) I think a game that I remember hearing about because I am very much into the whole backrooms lore, I think. The Backrooms is a very interesting idea that so many people have expanded upon and created such crazy stories. Like it reminds me of the whole SCP craze that was going on with the creepy pastas and stuff. Uh, but the complex, it's the Backrooms, basically. And it's interesting because a lot of the places you walk in this game, you see it in those lore images that people make of the backrooms. And for people out there that don't know, when people talk about liminal spaces, usually the image that first pops up are the backrooms. Endless office corridors that are empty, possibly dark shadows standing in the back shadows of the columns. This game has that. Uh, This game isn't as scary as you think like there are creatures in it but i feel like because it's so short you could probably get through it without really seeing them Mm -hmm. it's interesting i honestly i didn't know this was a backrooms game when i first saw it i was like oh this is an fmb game because the way the image looked of it and i was like i'm gonna write this off and then i looked at i'm like oh this is kind of cool but it's uh you feel like you know you found this person's journey through this like office but uh it it reminds me of just other games that kind of take that found style and do something different uh, i think the really i think one that does it in a really different way is uh her story from uh sam barlow hmm. and i know he's kind of revitalizing the whole fmb game and I remember when I first saw videos of this game, I was like, this is dumb. Like who wants FMB? You know, I know there was, there's another developer out there that's been doing FMB also, but his is more that artsy standout, especially with this new game immortality. I played a little bit of it and it's, it's fascinating, weird, fascinating. 
Um, but with her story, you're basically sitting at this computer. You are watching these interrogation videos of this woman uh, being questioned for murder. And it's interesting because, you know, you type keywords, you string these videos together and you start like seeing different occurrences, different connections. And while it sounds like a very boring game, because that's what turned me off for a while, but you know, it's on game pass. I was like, I'll give it a try. It wasn't bad. I, I think you have to be into it in order to enjoy it. I, I, Personally, I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I thought it was interesting enough where I wanted to see it through because it was different. You know, we don't really have a game like that. And I kind of respect it for that because you're just watching these VHS tapes of these recordings. And there's times where she does get really weird and it's not super unsettling because, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of desensitized to stuff. But I think for some people, some of the things brought up would make them feel a little nervous. Uh, so I think that game is really interesting. Um, there was one other that I was thinking about. Oh, how can we not talk about this when we talked about in the beginning, but the Blair Witch game, Mm, uh, surprisingly, it's not really a found footage game. It's more of like just, you know, first person exploration, but there's a part in the game later on where your screen is completely dark and this kind of is like outlast but worse there's a little screen that you're using when you're walking and i would say you know it's probably a tenth of your screen like your monitor screen and or whatever resolution people play at but what i'm trying to get is like whatever the game window is it's a very small fraction of that and that's all you can see everything else is dark around it so you're just blindly relying on this small little piece of light that shows you your little path through this house. And I think that is such a game changer compared to so many other games trying to do that found look to it, or even just horror in general, like without last, like you can still kind of see in the dark with that light. And, Mm. you you know, usually in the dark, you can kind of think there might be an enemy nearby. Whereas in this game, you know, at that moment, it's more so just unsettling because you don't know what's around you. And I don't know. I I love when they do something different like that with the game and make it just very on edge without being like overtly like throwing scares at you. Yeah, it's a nice touch. and I mean, like Blair Witch Project is great. I mean, I mean, I remember watching the movie originally and, mm-hmm. you know, remember that whole scare of every like the whole based on true events. So everyone is freaking out about this movie. And it, yep. it, it was so much fun. Uh, my uncle's actually in the second one, which <laughs> is pretty funny. Really? Yeah. He's uh, one of the people that the tour guide's giving a tour to in the beginning of like what happened in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. All that stuff. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it, it is a it has a really interesting concept for a game too. Like and I do really enjoy that. Now it does, like you said, take it more into like first person adventure kind of game. But having the camera up the entire time is really just reminiscent of 
watching Blair Witch for the first time. And it's a very clever way of doing it. And I do really like the fact that they actually make you depend on that tiny, tiny screen. Because if you look at footage of this, that screen is not big. <laughs> it is very, very tiny. Like, you can't see shit. And so the fact that you're forcing the player to look in a very small corner, the bottom right corner of their game, while crap is happening right in front of them, that is a kind of a jarring, intense situation to be thrown in there. That's for sure. Did you ever see the website for the Blair Witch movie back in the day? Yeah. That's crazy how like it was just a lore dump for the movie. Like they made it feel so real. I remember, I forget where I was reading about it, but I remember they were like mentioning how the website just added to the scariness and like, I think for a while I believed it was real. Well, oh yeah, I a hundred percent did. I was like, this has to be real. <laughs> like it says based <laughs> on true events, damn it. But then how, how many other movies after the fact use that? So now whenever we're desensitized to that whole based on true events thing, cause it's all bullshit. Right. Yeah. Like even like we talked about it on the murder gray show last week, but the Dahmer show it's based on true events. A lot of that stuff did not happen the way it did. <laughs> Almost all of it did not happen the way that it says it did. But anyway, <laughs> just because it's based on it doesn't mean it's actually true. Now, Blair Witch Project, what was it based on? Probably a couple hikers that went missing in the woods. And that's where it ends. <laughs> After huh. that, it's probably, you know, the whole witch thing. Of course, there's Salem witch trials and all that. But it was just a really freaky idea. And I love the fact that that movie kind of pioneered this new style, this new genre that we can follow and watch and outplay, which is great. I mean, I love it. I think it's I think it's a really great trope. And I think it's a trope that doesn't I don't know. It, I, I don't feel like it really gets old. I mean, it, it gets a little annoying sometimes, like with the paranormal activity movies and all that. And after a while oh, they get kind of garbagey. I mean they're not bad still, but they're not great, right? And they've definitely overplayed the whole nanny cam <laughs> things going on. But it's <laughs> it's a you know it's a very interesting situation there, and I love the fact that it is now it's like drip fed its way into video games. It's just such a cool mechanic that we can utilize, explore, and kind of abuse the hell out of to scare people because it's one thing to be immersed in a found footage movie. But when you're immersed in a found footage game, it is very different because you are the one controlling the camera now. So it sounds, it feels even scarier. There's a whole nother level to it when it becomes a video game. And then I can't even imagine a found footage game in VR. I think I would shit myself every five seconds. Like any noise, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Turning around. <laughs> done <laughs> don't care i'm gonna hang out in this room until 5 a.m i don't give a shit i'm not moving <laughs> like it's over i don't care I'm not going anywhere but horror VR anyway, games are free. there's one other game that i definitely wanted to touch on and the first time i saw it the the reason why i wanted to speak about it was because of the creator's name uh, it caught my eye and i was like this is way too perfect and then the game itself ended up looking very creepy. And it has a really interesting story behind it. But the game itself is called The Building 71 Incident. And it is created by Scary Cube, 
which it was just a little huh. too perfect for us. But the real designer, his name is Bruno Presanto. Uh, he lives in Brazil, and this is a Brazilian game set in a factory in southern Brazil, which is actually really cool. And another thing that I really enjoyed about it, where it wasn't just a synonymous region and blah, 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 who knows where, right? Like, no, it's just, it's his backyard. And one cool thing about this game, too, is I didn't know about this, but until recently, but this game is actually, it, it took him two months to make it, which is incredibly impressive for the visuals that are in it. And then it actually was a part of his undergraduate thesis. So this was a school project that looks really freaking good. It, it's it's very, very, very clever. Another like itch.io style horror game, right? It's one of those guys. But the found footage in it is pretty compelling. I would say that the movement in the game itself is the most interesting aspect of this game, where it really does feel, in my opinion, as far as like a lot of these found footage games, this really does feel like I'm looking at an old VHS tape, like a really, really old VHS tape that got discovered in some abandoned factory somewhere. The lens warp mm -hmm. around the edges is fantastic. The grain that is constant throughout it. It just like the fuzziness of certain things, the oversaturating of light, which was a big deal, especially back then on old camcorders because this was set in 1998. So it, it really does fit the time era, which I really, really enjoy. Now, for the backstory itself, uh, this is a... There was an incident in Building 71. I mean, the t the title kind of says <laughs> it all. <laughs> but apparently, supposedly, not apparently, but supposedly, there was a gas leak in Building 71, and it had to be evacuated. And a lot of people went missing during this incident. So a worker that used to work in the factory started hearing about weird things going on in the building, even after it was evacuated and closed down. So he decided to go in and investigate one night to find out what exactly happened during that gas leak and what were they hiding. So what you're actually playing through are the quote unquote tapes of that worker going through the building to find out what's going on. And it was later dis disclosed that this is a missing person by the police. And these are tapes that were found on the scene uh, whenever the police went to go look for the man. So it is another very short game, right? It's uh, And as you start going through it, you start seeing th more images of the occult and things like that. And it kind of spirals there. Uh, the It does kind of, build up a lot to lead to a lot of questions i don't really feel like it answers a lot of the things that are going on it does show some more occulty kind of things going on so you can kind of imagine that that is what is happening you do end up seeing some cult members at some point right so there's a little bit of that going on a little bit of that kind of build up it does feel like there's some sort of supernatural ish stuff going on with some of the screens saying that, like weird stuff as you pass by so there's a lot of mystery built into this but what i think fascinates me the most is not just the visuals but the fact that this was made in two months it's a very ambitious creation 
And this being his undergraduate thesis, I mean, this is pretty amazing to see. So with the Building 71 incident, if you are interested in playing it, you can check out their website. Just look up Building 71. Uh, it is a Windows game where it's a name your own price game. You can just download it for free or kick them back some money as a gold tip for a lot of the work that he put into it. Because making games is not easy. And he did something really, really interesting here. With the setting, the ambiance, the the whole thing, it's it's very, very well made for such a short amount of time. So I'm I'm very fascinated by that. So very well done, but fucking crazy. And I guess it was uh, 2021. So like last year, this game like officially was done with like patches and everything. So that's pretty cool. That it's a pretty recent game that you guys can check out now. If you want a new found footage game that you might not have heard of. It's honestly really cool looking. I mean, I love these kind of like, looks like they're from a VHS look to them. Uh, I think one that I found recently that, uh, this just came out not too long ago, but it's, uh, the haunted PS one demo disc. And basically it's modern indie titles that have the look of PS one horror games. And a lot of them have that kind of filter on it where it looks like a VHS. Mm -hmm. Uh, these games are all, you know, short, they're demos, but it's the style of a demo desk. And it's, you know, you can imagine you found this disc randomly and it, or it found you, you know, (laughs) think of the ring. Um, the games on it are very creepy and interesting. You know, it's like you can imagine finding this stuff. But I think also another, I don't want to say group, but a uh, puppet combo mm-hmm. makes a lot of very interesting games in that same style as well, where they're all PS1 looking, but they all have this VHS look to it. Um, very like low poly like horror you know you got nun massacre babysitter bloodbath like it sounds like an 80s early 90s horror movie um stylized like it and it looks like you know if you think about it aside from it being very gamey obviously it seems like it would be found footage of you know a murder house Mm -hmm. it's interesting like i i really like this style that a lot of people a lot of the indie developers are doing where it has this retro look to it because i don't know i know i want to get into this in our next episode if we do more horror but something about old horror is more unsettling than a lot of present stuff just because there's a lot more unknown and you know it's like if you can't see much of the screen you know you think of silent hill it's all foggy mm. you can't see too far like in modern games you can see pretty far away you can see some dude standing against the corner like it's creepy but it's not scary you know because you're like oh well, i know there's gonna be a person probably over there so you can prepare yeah but these old games, it's like you can't see barely 10 steps ahead of you. So by the time you get to your fifth step, boom, something jumps out. Like it's And most older games are like corridor games. 
They didn't yes. make big sprawling worlds. It's like, here's one room, tiny hallway with a left turn coming up, can't see around the corner kind of thing, right? Like, that. that's the style mm-hmm. of these older games. And another thing, too, is back then they couldn't show off the graphical power, so they pumped a lot of money and work into the audio side of it. And, like, that's something that I noticed with a lot of these older horror games is that the audio is just crazy. Like it, it really does have this scary sound where it just adds to it. Like it's, it's just awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, I love this style. Yeah, it's it's solid. I mean, there's there's a lot to go into as far as horror games go, and it just we we didn't want to do just another top horror game list we wanted to dive into the genres themselves and give homage to some of the areas in which might be missed or just kind of new and fresh for people to check out so that's what we're going to be doing it is spooky month so we got a couple more episodes laid out here with some more horror themes to them so if you guys want to check out some more horror games or maybe hear about something that you've never heard of be sure to check back with us next week as we dive into some more horror spooky spoopy video games but until then that's going to do it for us this week and bye for now Thank you.